Welcome to the Blackout Podcast, where I get to talk to amazing people that do amazing things. And today, I'm right inside the Blue Collar Barber Shop with the owner, Stu Cochran. Thanks so much for welcoming me into your space today. Thanks for reaching out. Yo, man, it's always great talking to you. Last time we talked, we were in the studio and like right smacking COVID. And I remember um, it was also tough for you because it affects you personally, like with yeah. your dad. Yeah. Hope he's doing a lot better now. He is definitely doing a lot better now. Um, uh, so, yeah, I guess to go back to the beginning, back when um, COVID first hit, especially when it hit really hard in the UK, my parents were in the UK visiting family. Oh. And um, they were part of that crowd of people that were not told. Not sure. Well, they were told, to like, hey, you're not in Canada get the hell back here because mm. we're closing the borders. Mm. So they had to cut their trip short. They got here back home as fast as they could. Um, and in their isolation period, they actually found out that um, well, they tested positive. My dad tested positive for COVID. And um, three or four days after he tested positive, he was in the hospital. Wow. Spent about three weeks in the hospital. And of that, he spent about four days in the ICU. Wow. Yeah. So, that was that was long. That was scary. That was I mean, scary. I can't even imagine that. But just like, damn. Yeah, that was that was very. That was a long three weeks. Right. Yeah. Right. And he, he's he's one of the uh, COVID long haulers. They call them. So he's still suffering with some uh, some COVID related symptoms, but he's definitely he's on the mend. Mm. You know. You know I, <laughs> I mean, you don't have to talk about this if you don't want to, but. Uh, I think the second or the third wave, by, the, by that time, we had a group of people that kept saying, why do we have to wear masks? Why, you know, people... Need... Like, when you've had such a personal experience, someone that's family, that close to you, yeah. spending time in the ICU, when you see things like that on social media, people gathering at the Citadel, like, yeah. how, how does it feel? Makes me feel a little... Um... Not sure how long those people are going to be alive. <laughs> you know, like doing everything they're, you're told not to because right. of, the, you know, the scientific facts that show, you know, yeah. if you're unmasked in a crowd, you are so likely to contract COVID. Mm. They're just like, oh, well, you know, I don't care. It's like, fuck, okay. Mm. Um, now, I, I came to this, I thought of this comparison the other day. So many people who are refusing to get vaccinated and they're stating because, well, my grandfather fought in Second World War against fascism and this is fascism. It's like, well, did you forget that there was such thing as conscription and people were told that they were going over to, to fight? Like, yeah, like you get a vaccination. Yeah, you might have a sore arm for a couple of days. You might have some flu symptoms for a few days. Whatever, that's fine. At least you know you're not going to be spreading COVID. But... If you think about it, you're trying to compare what your grandfather did in 1938 to what's going on nowadays. Well, if your grandfather didn't sign up for war, there's a very strong chance he would have just been told, well, you're fucking going to war anyways. So mm. you might actually, you might, you literally have like 
a 95% chance of dying. So you're going over anyways. Mm. It's like, what's, what's worse, you know, being told that you're going to war or being told that you need to take a vaccine to keep people, yourself and other people safe? Yeah. It's like, it's, it's like uh, you know, and like the person that blocked the border, it's, it's just, it's, I think it's a little bit selfish too because, you know, it's like you're like you're you you're thinking about yourself and your comfort rather than thinking of everybody. Cause like you know, see see you are young and you can catch COVID and you can like you know fight it off, whatever. But how many people are you going to infect? Yeah. While you have it. Yeah, absolutely. I think there's because I don't know what's going on in the world these days, but no one gives a shit about the person next to them. Mm. It's I'm very unfortunate. Yeah, like, it's so sad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I'm like, you know, COVID changed things. Because yeah. by then you were like waiting for the shop to open. The shop is open. We're in the space. Yeah. It's stunning. Oh, thank uh, you. Did you, you did some things to the place. Because I kind of saw a little bit of it before COVID. Like, so yeah. did COVID give you time to spruce up the space? Absolutely. Um, so before COVID hit... You know, when everything was just, you know, I guess in, in the before time. <laughs> um, back back then, um, I had been planning on some renovations for a little bit, which I, you know, I pulled the trigger on and made them happen over the course of, uh, I think we did them in May last year. Mm. But, um, so when I first opened up, I had an old church pew in the front window. I had, you know, I didn't have this here. I had like, a, everything was in the corner in a, like a corner antique cabinet kind of thing. Mm. I had four workstations and they were like, you know, husky toolboxes with mirrors on the wall behind them and only four chairs. I had a little alcove back here that was like kind of like extra seating and stuff. Mm. But um, yeah, so a lot, basically the shop just got completely redone. Uh, we put in the floating countertops with sinks on them. Um, you know, recently built the bench into the window to, you know, maintain as far distance as possible when Whenever people can come and hang out inside the shop again, mm-hmm. um, you know our chairs are—we're not using the middle chairs at the moment. So there's mm-hmm. only four of us working here full time, uh, and one part time or who's a, an apprentice. Um, so you know we're our chairs are like ten feet apart from each other. So a lot, lots of them for social distancing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know we put this sliding door on the bathrooms. So we're able to push everything as far away from everything as possible mm. with our old swinging door there, you know. <laughs> yeah, you had to be. Yeah, you'd be knocking, <laughs> knocking, knocking your client out every day. Um, so basically, I just wanted to do everything to really streamline the space as much as possible, keep mm. everything separated as far as possible uh, with, you know, the thought process that this isn't going to last forever. Mm. And when the time comes, I can get six people cutting in here cutting hair in here instead of four mm. and we can be you know five feet from face to face instead of six feet you know minimum from face to face kind of thing so mm. definitely took the opportunity to redesign the shop for maximum efficiency while also maintaining all the public health and safety protocols kind of thing yeah talking about protocols what are the things that you change and we're like what are the things that customers have to do when they're coming to the shop like you know i book my 
Yeah, I, remember, I was like, oh, I had a huge beard when we first recorded the last episode, but now I was like, okay, I want to take it off. And I knew I want to do it. Yeah, like go on the website. It's great. You just go there, choose the time, and it's, you know, and the service you want. You can actually pay right on there. So that was great. But, you know, you come in, what happens from there? So when you get to the shop, you know, you can either stand outside the window, we'll see you. I mean, it's, you know, fucking 200 square feet of window space. Um, or you can open the door, say you're here kind of thing. Um, or you can open the door, ask if there's space for us to take you. We'll, you know, we'll take a look at our schedule, get you in kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the moment, because we don't have enough space in our waiting area for social distancing, mm-hmm. we can't have people waiting inside the shop. So we set up a little patio set outside. Um, you sit outside, you wait. We, we ask you not to show up more than five minutes before your appointment because we... Yeah. You know, if you show up 20 minutes early, there's nothing we can do for you. Right. Unfortunately, you're, you're, you got to wait aside for 20 <laughs> yeah. minutes. Um, if someone is like 20 minutes, half an hour early, we just tell them to go to, you know, Fortune Donut or go to Alter Egos, mm-hmm. you know, get a coffee, go hang out for a few minutes. We'll be with you shortly kind of mm-hmm. thing. Um, so when you come in the shop, you have to keep your mask on the entire time. Even if you're getting your face shaved or your beard trimmed, you have to keep your mask on until you are told it's time to take your mask off for your facial service. We do the facial service, you know, make sure everything's up to your standards. And then you have to put it right back on before we, you know, shave the back of your neck, style mm-hmm. your hair, anything like that. It's like, it's really only allowed for the, the length of time it takes to do like a beard trim or something like that or a shave. You know, it could take 15 minutes. It's only 15 minutes that you're allowed to have your mask off kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, because of my experiences with it, um, like with my, my dad's experiences with COVID, I take the protocol very seriously. Yeah. Um, so some people, you know, when you book online, you know, they've got this, this big phrasing about this long with each service. It's the same thing. Basically says, you know, don't show up more than five minutes early. You know, if you're more than five minutes late, we might not be able to take you because we have extra cleaning time. Mm-hmm. Um, another one in there says, like, if you are early, you have to wait outside. Not everyone's going to read that whole thing. Some people are like, oh, really? I have to wait outside? And they'll just come in and try to just walk right in. Oh, where can I sit? It's like, out there. So actually, <laughs> I, um, we have a, yes. uh, like, like a chain kind of thing over there by the door, right. which we, we let you in and we let you out kind of thing. The door is open so you could, you know, reach in and say you're here kind of thing. But um, when we first opened the sh- reopened the shop, we actually kept the door locked between clients. Oh, but yeah. then you have people coming in and pulling on the door. It doesn't open, so they try again. Mm. doesn't open the second time, so they jiggle it three or four <laughs> times, which, you know, it, it's, it's human nature. There's people in there, but the door is locked. What's that about? Um, right. So this was a much more friendly option you know you can still get in you're not you know feeling like you're locked out kind of thing mm. and you're not feeling locked in either which is kind of yes, nice <laughs> yes 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 um, but yeah you have to keep your mask on to wait outside until you come in um you know we have sanitizer at our stations we also have a big bottle of sanitizer right there so you have to sanitize your hands and you also have masks because like you yeah. know I, I have yeah, one you, of oh sorry i forgot my mask oh don't worry i have 600. <laughs> <laughs> we're ready for you yeah yeah um, yeah um covid has changed things and you've adapted you know chain things around and but you also use that time to get the shop to where you wanted it to be yeah uh, one thing I also noticed was, you know, you have now like branded blue collar, like yeah. 
the charcoal soap. I keep calling it black soap. The charcoal <laughs> soap and other things. Like, what was the idea behind starting to get, you know, branded blue collar um, so items? When I first, you know, decided I was going to open a shop, um, I reached out to my friend. His name's Rob Lutz. He owns Artful Dodger Beard Oil and Tattoo Bomb. Uh, they're based out of um, Wasis, New Brunswick, just outside Fredericton. Um, so he's been, you know, he makes everything by hand. It's all, you know, 100% or as close to 100% organic ingredients as he can find. Mm. He uses ingredients that are um, long-term, shelf-stable, that don't have additives in them. Mm. Like a, lot of, a lot of beard oil, they'll use um, grapeseed oil as, as the main oil because it, it does have a lot of benefits. Mm. But grapeseed oil only has about a year, year and a half shelf life kind of thing from production date. So you might get some beard oil that when they bought their grapeseed was six months old. Right. By the time they sell that to you, it could have been three months since it was made. You have three months to use that bottle of beard yes. oil. But, and then, you know, at first it's not going to be too bad. But if you leave it for like a year and, you know, you shave, go clean shave them for a year and then you start growing your beard back in, you could, you could develop some like skin irritation and things like that from using, you know, expired products on your skin. So Rob uses um, apricot kernel oil. Which has, which is actually shelf stable for I think about five years. Wow! So there's a lot of time to use it. You don't have to worry about it right away, kind mm. of thing. Um, so he knows, you know, everything that he can possibly learn about, you know, his products that he makes. Mm. Um, and he's a good friend of mine. So I knew I was going to get him to do something like a signature scent for me. So I got, uh, our, we started with our beard oil, which is I, I told him I wanted something like of a bay rum base, because I, I love bay rum, it's, it's one of my favorite scents. But I also wanted to have like a like a sweet red scent in it. Like I was thinking like maybe bay rum and cherry and vanilla. Mm. And he did that and he wasn't, he wasn't happy with the smell of it. He's like, it just smells kind of like candy. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, but he's like, I'm not even gonna send you a sample of that. He's like, I'm gonna send you a sample of what I think you would like. Oh. So he sent me, bay rum and vanilla but instead of cherry he used red currant okay. and that's like i was like okay i don't need any <laughs> any more samples or anything this is this is, the this one. is fucking it right um and the idea was just like have something that you can only get at the shop mm. a very unique scent and unique experience and then about two weeks before i opened the shop i was like rob can you make this into an aftershave for me uh, and he's like, yeah, sure, man. He's like, how much do you need? I was like, I don't know, like two liters. Give me a lot of it. Um, so he sends me these two big glass jars full of, <laughs> like, he's like, I don't have the right stuff to send it. So he's like, just got these big jars with like snap lids that he glued down or like sort of taped together to keep it yeah. from, from closing up on me. And um, that's what we finish every neck shave with on every haircut. Oh, so oh yeah, I yeah. love that smell. Yeah, so you, you, you get your haircut here, you'll walk out of here smelling like you just got your haircut a blue collar. Yeah, yeah, yeah I agree, I agree. And, and you know, that smell, maybe I like, I had to get the bed oil right away. The, yeah. the charcoal soap, you didn't even talk about that. Uh, so that's actually our newest sort of addition that we did for that. Because um, after, you know, people, you know, they have their you know, guys coming in with beards down here, like, oh, I, I just need something better than beard oil to keep in control. Do you have a beard bomb? Like, mm. No, but that's a good idea. I should talk to Rob about doing a beard bomb. Um, so now we have a signature beard bomb as well. It's all the same scent across the board. Mm. And he's, he's been making like charcoal, 
like activated charcoal beard soap forever. Mm. But with his own scents, like he's got some very nice spicy stuff, unscented stuff, like some minty things. It's like, I want one of those too. <laughs> <laughs> I really want one of those. And uh, I just sent him a message like, do you think he could uh, do up a little batch of that for me? He's like, oh mm. yeah, for sure. Next thing I know, like f five, six weeks later, I forgot I asked him about it. I get a friggin' box in the mail. It's like <laughs> 65 bars of soap or something like that. Holy shit. Okay. He's like, yeah, he's like, just send me the cash whatever you want. He's like, just use, use one a couple times. Just make sure, you know, make sure it smells good enough for you. He's like, I threw in an extra one in there just for like a sample. Mm. I was like, no, I, I just use his body wash. I don't, I don't even have a beard anymore. So. Yeah, yeah, me too. Me too. That's how I use it. Um, so the other thing, you know, I, I'm... I guess like, you know, with cutting hair, shaving, I don't know if it's like a fixed price across the board, but like, you know, you can kind of price that, right? Yeah. But like with <clears throat> merchandise like this, how do you decide what the right price range is? So the way I look at it is, you know, with a haircut, you know, if I have to use my scissors or my balding shaver, like if you just, if you want to come in and you want to get like a number one guard, on the top, like a buzz cut, mm. but you want to do a really high bald fade on the side kind of thing. Like that's mm. that's a lot of that's a lot of time. That's that's not a quick simple buzz cut. That's that's a full price haircut. Okay. You go to every other barbershop, it's going to be the same kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, you get your beard trimmed. You just want you know trimmers to line it up kind of thing. You don't want a straight razor work. Mm -hmm. That's just a that's just a basic beard trim. That's you know even if your beard's down here or something like what you have, you just want me to line it up for you. Mm. Still, you know, seventeen bucks. But as soon as I have to like break out shaving cream and a straight razor, hot towels, uh, it's the worth time, it, dude. It's like, I, totally I, I, worth I, it, dude. I was like, okay, I don't want to sleep off, but I don't know about I slept off. <laughs> <laughs> it's totally worth it, man. Yeah, it's it's great for your skin. Um, you know, it feels great. It does it's relaxing? You know, you might fall asleep getting your face shaved. You don't even yeah. realize it's happening anymore. The thing is, like, you know, it's all hot, 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 and then you. It's cold, but it's, it's like it's um, you kind of end up with the cold towel. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so the way the, you know my process is going to be a little bit different from anybody, everybody else's. It's mm. it's not it's, it's not like it's not a, it's not science. Mm. It's definitely an art. shaving is an art. You know, it's definitely you're working with angles with your straight razor and everything like that. Mm. That's kind of the science part of it. That's the set in stone. If you're coming in with your razor blade at a 45 degree angle, you know, coming in straight against skin or a 90 degree angle, you're gonna cut the shit out of someone. <laughs> if you come in like really, really close, it's just gonna glide over the hair and not actually cut uh, the hair. But if you come in, so yes, yeah, 40, 45 degree angle is the ideal one because mm. it hits the hair at the root and can- and Then takes it out. Takes it right off and just pushes it right off. Yeah. Um, so you gotta be good with your angles. Mm. And then the art, behind that is when you're coming up on the rounding of a face like along the jawline you can't just keep going 45 you gotta curve it with the, the shape of the face kind of thing but the therapeutic part to me the nice part about shaving is you know the the preparation that's the most important part that's the part that does all the work for you basically yeah. Uh, the layers of hot towels, shaving cream, pre-shave oil. I just use my beard oil for pre-shave oil because it's perfect for it. Yeah. Um, you know, how well you whip the lather across the face kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Making sure that it's actually getting into the facial hair and lifting, going between the hairs and not just 
layering it on like you're making a fucking sandwich kind of thing. You know, you gotta you gotta whip it in. Yeah. Um, and how long you leave the hot towels on for? It's, it all comes together to maximize the experience mm. for the customer and, and maximizes the efficiency of your shave that you're doing. Mm. Which I is, mean, it feels so good. It feels fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I, 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 did, I caught you off, you were telling me like, you know, we're pricing for hair, it's kind of big yeah. game, but with the products, uh, how do you decide on the pricing or not? Products, I just go with kind of like the standard retail mentality of like, you know, try to make back what I paid for it mm. and make enough to buy another one. Mm. So like uh, you, you know, you get it from your friend in like a jar. Yeah. Do you like just you put it in a bottle to yourself or? So now he he does all that stuff for me. Oh right. Yeah. Okay. So he he sends me everything prepackaged. And everything. Okay. I just gotta slap my stickers on it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I love it. And oh, while we're setting up, you're mentioning there's a photo of you and your dad uh, with this chair. Oh yeah. And I'm like looking at the chair. It's heavy. First oh, yeah. <laughs> but like, was this like how you say it was like building a chair? What what goes into setting that up? Um, so when I say rebuilding, I did I had to just basically put it back together from what I did to it. Mm. Um, so I had to take the arms off, uh, take the back off. This this cushion here just pops right off, like it's just sitting there. And take this part off, and this uh, this cushion here. Um, I took that all to be reupholstered because this, when I first got this chair, it was covered in crushed red velvet, <laughs> which is, is super nice for the house, but it's going it to hold on to every fucking piece of hair that touches right. it. It's like, that, <laughs> that is not going in my barbershop like yeah. that. So the thing is like, you know, one arm on this weighs about 15 pounds. Fuck. The back weighs like 40 pounds. So it's, it's all really heavy. So mm. I needed dad to help me hold on to cushions, hold things in place, make sure everything get, went into the right spot kind of mm. thing. Because if I, like I built, I rebuilt a gold chair over there by myself. It took me like four hours. <laughs> it was just like trying to hold things and push it in the right spots. It's, yeah. it's just fucking frustrating. <laughs> you definitely need an extra pair of hands with it. But yeah. Um, yeah, dad and I, we got this chair put back together in like 45 minutes or something like that. Mm. And I think, you know, I mean, I'm not want to compare, but like the aesthetic here is beautiful. Oh, thank From you. the pictures on the wall to the, to the washroom. Oh, I love that don't be a dick sign. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone needs that little friendly reminder. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's one thing that kind of comes through just, you know, hanging out with you, talking with you. Um, you care about people. Yeah. You know, so it's like, it's not just another $20 whatever haircut, right? Yeah. It's about the person. Yeah. And um, not just the person, but all people, you know, like you have a sign that says all races, all genders, everything welcome here. Why, why is that important to you? I, I just think it's important that people be treated like people, you know, like there's no reason to be, you know, any sort of, you know, there's no reason to treat people like they're anything other than humans. Like, mm. you know, treat people as individuals. If you were an individual who is a dickhead, that has nothing to do with where you're from or who you are or the color of your skin. You're just a shitty person. Mm. You know, and to just assume that someone is not valuable because of how they look is I just it's disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I don't want that in my shop. I don't want that around me. In fact, we have 
we have had times where I've had to basically tell people to shut the fuck and get the fuck out of here. Mm. I don't mind doing that. I'm a big guy. I can I can I can step <laughs> I, I can step to you if I have to. Yeah. You know, no yeah. one ever you know, no one ever has to get physical, but mm. you just sometimes have to know how to deal with these types of individuals. Yeah. Like there was a time maybe 6 months ago we had a customer in here who was started to make some he wasn't making the comments yet, but he was definitely, you, you can tell when someone's leading a comment, a conversation mm. towards some shitty topics. And before he got to say them, I was just over in my corner, he was over in the other corner, and I just said, dude, you gotta change the fucking subject right now. Mm. Oh, well, I wasn't saying anything bad. It's like, but you were going to. Mm. We all could tell. We were all looking at each other like, what the fuck is he about to say? You know, you just gotta be able to. You gotta be able to read the room. Yeah. I mean, I mean that guy. That guy can't read the fucking room to save his life. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, uh, Elia, you were telling me about this. Uh, the the flash, the black and white flash. That yeah. The tattoo. Uh, is it Baba and the tattoo? Yeah. So his name is uh, Dre Perales. He owns uh, Tip Top Pomade, which we we do carry from time to time in here. Um, he's barber originally in uh, California. At some point in his life, he switched to tattooing. Um, he still does both. Like he runs a tattoo, uh, barbershop during the day and tattoos, I don't know when he makes time to do it, but he still does. He does a very nice tattoo, does a great haircut. Mm. But um, so yeah, he owns three barbershops, I believe, and a product company and a, tat a couple tattoo shops. Mm. So he's a busy guy. But when everything, you know, when California locks down, they were like, they when they first locked down, it was like you couldn't even get Uber Eats. It was locked down so hard. Mm. Um, so he print, took, you know, 10 of his favorite flash sheets. I've got eight of them hanging up in here. Uh, no, so he did 12 of his favorite flash sheets. I've got 10 hanging up in here. Um, and he made them all black and white, and he did 100 prints, like 100 sets of like 12 sheets. Mm. Uh, for hundred dollars American, and every penny of that went to his barbers and tattooers that worked worked for him, who were all out of work and trying mm. to figure out what's going on, you know, with all that that nonsense with that first U.S. stimulus check that was supposed to go out that didn't end up going out that went out to some people and then not to others, kind of thing. They're yeah. just figuring out everything. Mm. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, I mean, <clears throat> again. It's always great seeing you. It's always great being in your shop. But I want to end it with this, though. <clears throat> your shop is Rice Mac in Godigen Street, and Godigen is about community. Uh, how does it feel being a part of that community? feels great, man. Like, I get to go outside, drink my coffee, and, you know, I'll you know, probably talk to five people just sitting outside for 20 minutes. Mm. Um, I'll go for a walk down the street to go get some bread from Ratno or go get a coffee at Alter Ego. So I'm gonna run into 10 people. You know, I go over there to go get a donut for Fortune. People, <laughs> I'm just gonna be talking to everybody. You know, you, yeah. like, like I said earlier today, like you don't get anywhere fast on God of the Street because you're gonna run into everybody you know. Mm. And it's, it's great, you know. You know, someone might be having a shitty day, so they're being a bit of a dickhead today, but then you run into the next day like, ah, sorry about that, having a day, you know, let me let me buy you a coffee for that. It's like, mm. well, okay, cool, man. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> you know, it's honest to God community, you know, like yeah. there's no no people here who are like 
faking their community vibes kind of thing, you know. You don't have to worry about if it passes the vibe tech, the vibe check kind of thing, you know. It's just people living their life the way they want to, the way they've always lived their life, you know. A lot, a lot of real people around here, yeah. which is great. Man, Stu, it's always great hanging out with you. Thanks for the shave and, right. and the beard oil. You know, I'm starting to use it now. It feels great. All right, Ahmed. I like to hear that, dude.